good morning to you, all of you. Well, I hope we don't have a certain uh, hangover uh, from the weekend, from our joys and, uh, and pleasures of the weekend. But I admit, no, it, it, every after a weekend, it's uh, a slow start no, we have on Mondays. Anyway, let's be optimistic because God is our Father and we are His children. And we, have, we thank Him for this time, new time, a new day to love Him and to serve Him. Today we read from St. Luke's Gospel again, chapter 6 this time. On the Sabbath, Jesus went into the synagogue and began to teach. And a man was there whose right hand was withered. It was a Sabbath. Remember what we said about Sundays? The Lord's Day to perform, it would be good to perform works of mercy. There are the, what you call the corporal ones and, this, and then the, you have the, those called the spiritual ones. The corporal ones take their uh, nature or with, with their content from the um, story our Lord narrated about the Last Judgment at the end of chapter 25 of St. Matthew's Gospel. Remember the time that he compared, he wanted to talk about the end of the world he wanted to talk about the kingdom of heaven and that it would be like a king who would separate the sheep from the goats and to the sheep and to the goats he would one after the other ask them what they did to give an accounting and uh, our Lord starts with each group saying that inviting them to come to his happiness to join him in joy while the other one, the goats, he cursed them to go away because they did not see him in the sick, the, the, the infirm, the elderly, the naked, the, those in need. Our Lord identified himself with those in need. And that's what a corporal work of mercy is all about, to help those who are in need to clothe the naked, to give drink to the thirsty, to um, give shelter to those who do not have a shelter or a home, to visit the sick, those who are imprisoned, right? Those are corporal works of mercy. And right here in this gospel, there's this fellow with a withered hand. And the scribes and the Pharisees were watching him to see if he would cure a man on the Sabbath. Can you imagine that? I cannot believe my, my ears or my eyes reading this or hearing this. They, they, they were so concerned about these minutiae, these um, trivialities. What, what makes you doubt about doing good to a man who has, who has a weathered hand? Will he cure? Of course he would cure. Most probably, I mean, he, God is free, right? He doesn't cure everyone. But this one, he cured. Let's, let's read it. The, um, the scribes and the Pharisees were watching him to see if he would cure a man on the Sabbath, hoping to find something to use against him. So they were scheming. But he knew their thoughts. And he said to the man with a withered hand, Stand up. Our Lord was uh, sort of fed up with the, with the obtuseness 
this hard-headedness of, of, of these uh, Pharisees and the scribes. So he let the man stand there. He asked him to stand up there in the middle. And, and then uh, he said to him, Stand up, come out into the middle. And he came out and stood there. Then Jesus said to him, I put it to you. Is it against the law on the Sabbath to do good or to do evil? To save life or to destroy it? And they did, they did not give him any answer. They, they refused to think. Our Lord was trying to be reasonable to them. And he, made, he worded his, uh, his questions to help them see that it's not wrong to do good on the Sabbath. Then he looked round at them all and said to the man, Stretch out your hand. He did so and his hand was better. He cured him. What the, those scribes and Pharisees wanted to do was to find fault. They did not reason in this way. Wow, he cured him. That's a miracle. So what he's trying to say or what he's trying to show us must have a, 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 a good a, a, a truth in it. Let's study this. Let's try to ask more questions. Let's uh, let's analyze this but to find the reasonableness and the rationality of the behavior of the Lord but we know what they did the last sentence of the gospel says but they were furious and began to discuss the best way of dealing with Jesus which ended one day in deciding to kill him to crucify him how unreasonable, right? I mean, it's, yeah, he's trying, he, he goes against the law because he cures on the Sabbath, but he, he's being able to cure on the Sabbath. He cures. It's, he, he, he makes miracles. Why? How? They could have studied and tried to connect it with the Old Testament, the promise of the Messiah. Because one of the signs of the arrival of the Messiah was precisely this cures <laughs> and the, see we need to study no, our faith otherwise we, be, we might become fanatics no, we emphasize rapidly emphasize one point without considering the bigger picture if you read for example in the Old Testament that we should not make graven images of anything in heaven it's there. It says that. So, are we going to destroy all these images, the angels, uh, etc., saints that we have, because it goes against this commandment of the Lord? It sounds like idolatry. But yeah, we have. But okay, okay, that's fine. I mean, you know. But why don't we square this and, and check how this relates with the rest of the Bible? Because our Lord also said to Moses to put angels no, images of angels on top of the covering of the Ark of the Covenant <laughs> and God is the same author of both uh, of both these uh, instructions not to have graven images of those who are in heaven and then he asked him, he ordered him to put these 
uh, angels no on 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 the on the top of the covering of the ark of the covenant right so we we have to check and we have to study how how they could be related these these events that they don't go against each other contradict each other because if they contradict each other therefore the author of scripture cannot be god but we know he's god and he and he authored both and everything else in the bible so then we get to study it and we see right that it's not that uh it's not all about just these images there's nothing wrong making images what is wrong is to treat them as god these images are not god if we treated them as god that would be the sin of idolatry I mean, I don't treat these images as God. I have an image of Santo Nino. I have an image of uh, the Virgin Mary. A picture I, I mentioned the other day. So beautiful. So captivating. I, I, I don't know. I had to look at it for several minutes, you know, contemplating this beautiful woman with a child. And uh, so that's how you know, our Lord once wanted, wanted and wants to, to, to be with us. He wants to us to use our reason that we study instead of being a fanatic being unreasonable and pushing some point that is incompatible with the rest of what the lord says in the bible thank you for listening and may the blessing of almighty god the father and the son and the holy spirit descend upon you and remain forever amen ciao